over the place on the AEW. Buckshot, absolute, absolute scattered everywhere. Um, one, I would say one of the more, um, most hard, maybe, maybe the hardest to, to put into an average we've had here. This is like, there's a seven and a two and a half. The how often does this happen? First Never, five right? scores all completely different. That that usually it's like, you know what I mean. And then you get down another two scores, two more numbers that like wow, every everything. This is a very diverse. So I would guess if we had to, I feel like a, spiritually a four is what the chat is saying, right? I was say four and a half. I don't think there's that many yeah. below four. Are there? I guess that's true. The early on it's like three and a half, three. Anyway, why don't you go through them and I'll and I'll 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 take a look. I already went through them. You know, oh, pardon me. Sorry, I, I meant the like you. You take a look at the at the thing and like yeah. four and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna say four so and a half. Looks like we yeah. meet there four two five, right? We yeah, meet at four two five. I'm lower on it than that. I'll say this. Oh yeah, I was, yeah. I was uh I was outright like ugh, like a seven is shocking to me. Garbage. <laughs> outright this, this seven. Episode was garbage <laughs> at times. <laughs> First hour of the show, I like I I will never remember. It's gonna be hard for me to. To think about what was on in the 40 minute mark of this show because the first half hour was so uproariously awful to me. I was just I like, know what I it was. Don't... It was it was MJF because it was like the middle half right. of like the 45 right. minute and they go on and on. Holy jeez. Um listen, we're we're promo guys, we're talking guys, and we're also very aware that we're going into uh, it's a go home show, but like they sort of approach it differently where they don't want anybody to, they, you know, they don't, don't want anybody to get uh, hurt. And there's, you know, we just came off the very big show of last week. So you like, I think the pre show card that we tweet out, um, yeah. you do a great job with was like, nice. that's maybe the weakest pre show card that I've ever seen put up. Uh, it, I think if you took numbers wise, it was like the scarcest and like least people and belt. Yeah. And it, it just right. looked very, um, Maybe one of you could think of a better word, you or Maddie, but just very uh, scarce is a great scarce word. Scarce blank. I mean, I'm struggling with the word I'm looking Usually for. there's like 40 people on those things. Yeah, um, yeah. And instead of like a damn desert out there. So, yeah, I agree. And I mean, there's some stuff um, actually similar to the the joke we were just talking about in the in the plea for the subs. But like, the, I, I do think this is maybe a classic one where your um, the how good you feel about the early stuff maybe maybe yeah. colors how much you need to be talked back in the door with the stuff that's good to passable here right yeah where it's like if you, the stuff it's almost hard to grade the second half because the it, it has to be good enough for me to enjoy it plus it has to win me th past the massive negative that i've just sat through we have talked at great length about the importance of the dynamite opening segment or match and how much that can sort of set the tone i mean we hit an all-time low point for there i and what e prime saying in the chat here looking at the card this afternoon i wasn't even sure i was going to tune in i could imagine that being the result knowing there's a largely yeah. on pay-per-view looking great uh pay-per-view on sunday and just looking at this episode of dynamite being like ah, i'll just watch sunday uh, yeah, and if thing, someone, first yeah, half was someone like tells me something great happened, I'll check it out, right? You probably yeah. watched the page and Strickland went afterwards, and I guess you would watch that. I don't ever want to watch the MJF Pro again. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that. I don't even want to recap it. Oh, hey, Paul saying, first half was a complete dud for me. Second half was mostly okay. I think that's roughly, well, again, yeah, we'll see when we get to right. it. I think that's roughly how I feel about it. V said I was very close to a seven, but there were a few moments that dragged it down for me. I can guess what those were. And yeah. I'm right in line with Marlon Phillips here. Whatever my score would have been gets half a point for that little post-show thing with MJF having a new crew beating down Jay White. Sort of a Kane, corporate Kane, 
good guy MJF in the ring, evil guy MJF backstage. So, uh, yeah. But I am definitely lower than the 4.25 average. I, I'm going to come in at, I was going to give it a three, so I guess I'll go, yeah, three and a half, because the angle brings it. I'll say three and a half soups. Where are you on this one? Yeah, exactly, exactly where I was as well. So this is my, it's one of those things, right, where if it is, it's a very clear half and half show, and the good half was just good enough to make the bad half uh, a passable show to me, basically. Well, let's do it as we do the AE double dudes and go through dynamite top to bottom zoobs. Let people know a thrilling edition of Wednesday night tweet awaits them hanging on till the end. It's a good one this week. Zoobs. All right. Ray Phoenix is out opening up dynamite. I think the first time we've ever seen him be the opening solo spot. And I didn't see his opponent announced on Twitter before, you know, this about me zoobs, but I'll just let the listeners know that 30 minutes before dynamite starts i'm doing keep it or kick it. I, i've been home for 10 minutes it's a it's the most packed shit busy 30 minutes i have of the week to get everything in order and ready to do that than this and so i didn't see the ray phoenix announced match did you see this before before dynamite started oh, yes sir i did okay I knew we were I knew exactly what we were walking into and i was I was pretty sure that was going to be the first theme song to play on this show. <laughs> and they like protected us against that by letting the champion Ray come out first. Being like the doing like the first song has to be the 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 baby face champion thing. I'm surprised you don't have a higher score than me then, because at least you didn't have the moment. Because I thought this was an open <laughs> challenge. Like, oh, Ray Phoenix. Okay. No, sir. What, I was sort of thinking, uh, my mind went to Claudio, and I was like, oh, Claudio's wrestling later. It can't be him. And my mind's sort of doing the Rolodex of, oh, who would be like a fun Ray Phoenix TV banger here? And All Elite Wrestling gives me the worst option possible. They say, hey, you know, you know, we got to get out there for Big Ray. Who's going to pop the crowd? Let, let's get Jeff Jarrett and crew. And they're going to go out there and have the worst match on AW Dynamite in months. How does that sound to everybody? And, you know, of course, if I worked there, I'd say, guys, it obviously sounds terrible. What are you talking about? Why, why are you doing this? Oh, man. Underrated sound alert on the channel. He is a goddamn demon. I'll tell you that. And thank you very much, Paceball, for the sound alert. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Jeff Jarrett was just bad in the beginning of this match. Ray Phoenix obviously noticed and is probably feeling a little nervous after the Mox match. So he just opted to barely touch the guy and <laughs> do like moves from, you know, three inches away. Don't worry when they do connect. It also sucks. As they I, Again, they remind me, we get this in women's matches sometimes. Like, why are you trying to do the pass through roll throughs if Jeff Jarrett's in the match? Like, do something easier. Just don't. Don't go to it because it looks like dog shit. It just doesn't look any good. And then they feel, and I think Matt, not along here, if you feel me, sometimes you'll feel this with a band where they just start to slow down. Like it might get in the drummer's head or whatever it is. And like sometimes you watch a band by the time, it feels like they're like at half speed by the end of the live song. And I felt like this match, Matt's nodding along. Thanks, Maddie. And I felt like this match, it just happened. Like somehow Ray Phoenix just got ground to Jeff Jarrett's speed. And by the halfway point of this match, it was just half speed and so soft. And I was just like, yeah, two things you got to give credit for. The Ray Phoenix stomp looked good. And he sells the Jeff Jarrett uh, finisher. Does like a full flip onto his head to like try and salvage it. But yeah, this this is a zero. This sucked. I mean, you can't have 
Ray Phoenix having to it just like it doesn't doesn't work for him to get to Jeff Jarrett's speed, right? It just, it's a, it, as you sort of said there, but like so much of what he does and so much of what makes him fun to watch and what makes him special is the is the speed he can move at and like you said the distance and the 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 things he's able to do that we strain together and, and, and move along quickly. And it's one thing, this really quick beat of, of, of things that are happening and, and Jared's just not capable of it. And uh, like they, I have patience for the, for the hijinks and the, the messing around and the, and the interference stuff. It's all part of the game. That's all part of how you win when you're at these stylistic disadvantages but as you said anytime they did lock up or touch you're just like well this looks terrible like it just like it looks terrible that someone's tuning in to watch wrestling and like this guy's barely touching the other guy and they're moving clearly like in cooperative extremely slow fashion it is not anybody's jam there's just no way um miserable um, among the worst of there was a Jericho opening match this year that we were both just oh, like yeah. borderline uh, offended that it was the opening match. What was um, that? It was one of the times after after a punk thing because yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just like feed you that at the worst possible time. Rule. Um, <laughs> and I'm I know everybody. I'm I'm a Jeff Jarrett hater, and lots of people love him. I don't even I put no blame on Jeff Jarrett in this match, and I put no real blame on Ray Phoenix. I don't know how you don't look at last week's match, and everybody knows what happened at this point with uh, Ray Phoenix and John Moxley, and say, you know what? Okay, Ray's in this position where he's now holding our workhorse title. He's expected to wrestle a lot on TV, but you got to think the guy's a little nervous. Why don't we put him out there with somebody? This seems like a great time to do Ray Phoenix versus Luchador. Imagine me calling for this. But something where it's like, what's something this guy can sleepwalk through and is going to be like riding a bike so that he can get a little, you know, get his groove back? Nope. Let's make him go carry Jeff Jarrett to something in a 15 minute <laughs> opener. I don't yeah. understand how you make this choice. No one wants it. Has Jeff Jarrett won recently? He keeps challenging for titles and then just losing. So it never happened in WBCW. You don't get title shots off of losses. And like you say, Zoobs, I love the shenanigans. I talk about Gargano all this all the time as this example of how you can have this cavalcade of run-ins and I still like the match, but I can't have the feeling as the guy watching that it's like, oh, they need this to fill two minutes of this. Oh, they need Satnam Singh. They need, because they, they can't just be Jeff Jarrett. It's not enough. Do anything else then. Like if that's, if you're building solutions, dude, helicopter view the solution. <laughs> you don't need to make Jeff Jarrett look good. Give somebody Ray Phoenix can feel comfortable with and get his groove back. And if you're dying to do Jeff Jarrett back in the international title scene for God knows why, do it down the road. This just wasn't it, man. Yeah, you all said it's a booking thing. It's not a, it's not any, it's not really anything on either one of the, like, what can you do, right? What can you, what can these two possibly have done in this slot other than, other than this, basically? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is basically the best you can, you can ask of them is the other, is the other part of this. It's not like they, they were asked to do this and they no, totally watched it. As to your point, it's like, I, what else could this have possibly been? How, how else could this have possibly gone? So what if, yeah, why are they in this position? What if Tony, start? what if Tony saw what happened to John Moxley last week and was like, <laughs> okay, why don't we, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it, but you know, what if that's what he was thinking, not me? I, I see what you're implying. They're, you're saying it's gonna be QT Marshall versus Ray Phoenix next week. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, see him, Tony see obviously him back on a one day contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Zoops! I don't really have anything else to say about this match. It stunk. I don't get it. Ready to move on? 
yeah, bad, set a bad tone, put me in a bad mood, um, made me not like the rest of the stuff that followed even less than I think I already would have. But I think I wouldn't have liked a lot of it. <laughs> you know, Zoobs, if I was making television, you know what show I would go out of my way to make sure pe people are not drawing comparisons to? Hmm. The Sopranos would be way up there. Uh, I'd have to say that The Sopranos might be the number one show that I would not want my show compared to. But fear not, MJF and Cole go sailing out on a boat. And they're fishing. And this is where they reveal, confirmed Adam Cole on the show has an injury. They don't say what the injury is yet, but they say injured. And then MJF actually does something sort of cool, I thought, where he's like, hey, man, I know that if I didn't need saving, you wouldn't injured yourself. And for that, I'm going to cover for you. It's like, kind of a nice thing to acknowledge. That said, hey, I noticed you couldn't even come up to the ring with me the other day because you kept being on the phone with Roderick Strong. And I, at this point, I was just like, <sighs> like here's the world <laughs> champion MJF being like, I, I just couldn't know you were, you were calling Roddy a lot on the, on the phone. It's like, all right. And, and, uh, and Cole gives all the reasons to expect, you know, MJF, I'm here to teach you about friendship and people have more than one friend. You know that he and I are friends, so you got to get used to it. MJF goes, more than one, hey, it's normal. I can live with that. I'm going to go get us a beer. Walks to his cooler, and that son of a gun puts on the diamond ring, and he's sort of eyeing up, doing like a big pussy, kill him off the boat, Sopranos thing, and hit him with the diamond ring, throw him asleep with the fishes. And instead, Cole, I think he's done this before, actually. He says, Max, did you bring me on this boat to hit me with a diamond ring and then throw me into the water? MJF goes, no, I would never do that. And then Cole goes, oh, oh, I got one. And the fishing rod starts going crazy. Soups, it's not a fish they've caught. It's not the big sturgeon. It's the big show. They, Adam Cole is, this giant fish he's caught is the big show in the middle of the ocean in a, in a floaty, in a, on a duck floaty. Uh, big show comes onto the boat with them. And the three of them drink a beer together. I thought big show was the best part of this. Uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, unexpected twist there at the end. Captain Insano, I think is the, oh yeah, he was in the Insano official. here. I didn't even, <laughs> yeah, Captain I Insano, that? I think was the officially who it was. <laughs> right. Thank uh, you. Sorry. Sorry. How did I not catch um, that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's sort of like I was in such a shitty mood from the opener here. Where I was just like, it's not a huge level up to me in terms of like <laughs> objective quality of show that you're watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of this one of those that opening in that mind. Yeah, listen, it's sort of in line with how a lot of how with a lot of the Cole MJF stuff has hit me. Whereas, like, I get the I get the feeling that everybody else likes it more than me, sort of, right? Diminishing returns at this point, Zoops. It's not that I. It's not even that I dislike it. It's like it just seems like everybody else really likes it, and I don't come on like it that much. Right, I'm just like, yeah, I get it. It's funny I said I was over. over it last time when they did the shots. Yeah. I said I'm over it. Well, I've been over. Yeah, I'm with. I'm with you. I've been over it. Wow, for, thirty for... months. Watch Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling. Thank you, Anfield Road. Thirty Thank months. Thank you, Alex. Thirty. And yeah, watch uh, watch Dragon Gate. You can watch uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's children uh, dance around in, in these eight man. It's great stuff. I, I think it's free. It's got to be free. And uh, you go watch it, and it's great stuff. Uh, <laughs> so thank you very much, Alex. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have, again, I, I don't know what the world title, I, I don't, I feel like I'm repeating my points from last time, but I just don't want so much is riding on MJF at this point. He's trying to make the ring of honor. What uh, it reminds me of punk on collision. He's got a lot of irons in the fire, but he is still also the world champion and just this dorkish shit 
again, it's not the end of the world. And I think Zoob's really nailed it. We're like with a different setting right before I might feel differently about it. But going from that to this, I was given the hearty thumbs down at this point in the show. So far a two, maybe a one, nothing I liked. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think we're, I think we're pretty aligned on how we feel about this stuff. Um, and I assume the rest of the show sort of paints us out as we're moving past this pretty quick. RL sort of backing up your point, saying it well here. After that opener, they could have played Dumb and Dumber in full, and I wouldn't have even laughed. Yeah, I, th- I think that's just true. Because, uh, yeah, dead. Just dead energy. Now we get the energy picking up a little bit as we get Don Callis and uh, Kanosuke Takeshita standing at a spot I've been in Tokyo. I was like, I've been there with, with Dirty Don and Takeshita. And I thought the visual of these two... I mean, you could tell I was craved at this point. Just seeing these two in the background of Japan, I was like, this is sick. Uh, but we get more of them from them in a minute. They're in Japan for something, which I actually do think is rad. Yeah. I'm back to the book, Zoobs. I ditched the notes. Any thoughts? How's it, how's it feel for you? I like the book. Yeah. You, you the just, notes you, you can sometimes be limiting. Like, I feel like each yeah. segment has to stay on one, one double-sided card. and some. I don't know. I found with the cards, the I found with the cards you kept saying, you guys hear about this uh before you said anything and it was <laughs> yeah, getting a little bit distracting i was doing the golf swing after every time just doing a full-on <laughs> john carson thank you for the subscription hellcat swagman my brother who's also coming to wrestle dream with me marlon phillips saying brain train to wrestle dream four days taking the train to seattle the brain train uh now <laughs> renee former co-worker of the zoobs renee paquette is standing in the ring and Don Dekeshta, or Don Kateshta, and Don Callis and Kanosuke Dekeshta come out. Zeus has always gets talked about on Twitter when they uh, enter to it. What do you think of them just entering to like this drone noise? Just what do you think of that as a heel entrance? Not the best. Don't love it. Um, You'd prefer like a not in a like song? not like a I'm being uh, worked sort of way, and they're just like I don't like it as a choice. Yeah, I'm never a fan of this stuff. I didn't like the Tomasho Champa. No music on the entrance. This tone. I get what they're doing. And Dawn is so over as a heel that it's fine. Oh, but I'd like a big, you know, FF7 style evil boss theme for Takeshita. I would, I would enjoy that personally. Now, this yeah. I thought was cool because Dawn just brought this crowd to life. And I know we talk week in and week out. Oh, you can barely hear Dawn over the booze. It is like an all-timer run in terms of how much heat this guy is drawing. How, I'm not the best with this time stuff, but it feels like it's been months that he has been, basically since the Kenny turn and the Takeshita alliance, he has been basically this over as a heel. And I think that needs calling out. It's really impressive. Yeah, I'm trying to think because it's like, it's been about, it's been, the, the Christian run has been similar. And I think it's similar timelines, right? Like it was, it was basically a, more than all of the summer. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the which event it was, but I would assume it was before summer. So yeah, several, several, several. Now, I like what they did here, Zoobs, because it's both in and out of kayfabe. They're doing what they're doing, which is Don Callis says, we're here to show Kota Ibushi. Even in Japan, you're not safe. And they go to what I believe to be Kota Ibushi's home dojo, or at least that's what it's presented as. And it certainly looks like a dojo that would be in somebody's house. And they walk in, Don and Takeshita and this cameraman, and they say, where's where's Ibushi? And the trainee is there. I'm sure somebody hipper to DDT than I could probably, I'm assuming that's a DDT trainee or young lion of some kind or at least he looked yoked to hell 
And uh, Takesha just lays into him, young lion style. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy is not important, whatever event he's in, because Takesha's just walloping him. Lariat's the hell out of him as Dawn cheers him on, and they call for Ibushi, who does come in for the save and starts to get the better of Takeshita until Callus hits him with a wet parasol. Can't imagine that would hurt all that. I kept thinking it wouldn't hurt that bad. Right. Especially if you're a pro. Yeah. If your job was to like get hit by stuff and like. Yeah, I've seen a bushy hit with fireworks. Ground. He's yeah. going to sell a wet parasol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're in different, different levels of belief here. Um, nonetheless, uh, the, it's enough to distract him. Then Takeshita chokes out Ibushi with the leather jacket. Again, I think this is impressive because Takeshita and Dawn actually went to Japan. <laughs> actually did this, which I think is very cool. Again, where's Kenny Omega on these shows? I have no idea what's going on. I feel like the when I went to catch to beat him, and now they're just in a six man still going on, and Kenny's not there. I just have no fucking idea what's going on with this company sometimes. And like I've no it's Alpha and Omega, which it's kind of fun to have the thrown together tag team of Jericho and uh, Omega. I think like that's actually a kind of cool thing. The Nabushi it just reminds me of the Hangman and Nabushi thing. It's like everybody just wants the Golden Lovers. If we're bringing in Nabushi, why do we keep doing these wonky force trios? And then Kenny's not there in building. It's just all so hard to understand. Like the road mapping of it seems so not even backwards. Just like popcorn. It's not. It's not even backwards. It's like not anything. It's like completely. Yeah, it's not anything. Young Bucks. The Young Bucks singles matches tonight. Like. It's so weird. Like, explain to me, and I'm saying this in good faith. I'm not trying to be one of these guys picking everything apart. I'm honestly asking this in good faith. But why are Don and Takeshita so hellbent on hurting Kenny Omega via attacking Ibushi? Like, they're getting their hands on Ibushi on Sunday, and they already beat Kenny Omega. Like, I think the segment is cool, but nothing... Like, where is Kenny? Like, Punk is gone, guys. Come on home. You know, it's the, you, the, the boogie, the toxicity is gone. The show should be skyrocketing in every way, right? The cancer's removed. We should be we should be rocking and rolling. It's very confusing. Not confusing. It's it feels like there's just so much left on the table. Yeah. And that should be match. Golden Lovers versus Sammy and Takeshita says, Hey, my name is Will. Except Dan Garcia should be the guy joining Callis family, and Sammy Garcia should be in NXT. But besides that, I love it. <laughs> I hear it's three point out. <laughs> Save them out. Um, okay. Anyway, Dawn's super over. They're back in the ring. People, of course, hate them for uh, this video. Uh, they then introduce Sammy Guevara. This is where I stop liking this. Sammy Guevara changing. Like, he looks identical to always and acting. He has a new Tron. He's dressing in a different type of flashy, but it still feels exactly like Sammy Guevara. He's doing all the facials. He cuts a promo about how he's the hero. Jericho's the villain because Jericho's selfish. He makes some funny faces. I can't stand this guy. I don't want to. I don't care. I just. And Callus is such a hot act. Like, we got to attach Sammy to it. Why can't I just have something nice in this company? You know, where's Eddie this week? Also, sorry, before I forget that, how is Claudio on this show? Where is Eddie? Like, he had the biggest, he was the biggest guy last week and the, the months. And, and I, I don't know. This segment, for some reason, I like the beginning of it, but all these things were just flooding to me where it's like, I just don't understand what's going on in terms of building to importance. It's so mucky. The Sammy thing is perfectly timed, I think, on this show to take in and like, wh what could possibly be worse? And, and then I got this. Um, it sort of, as I was watching it, 
trying to resist the urge to just come on here and say, well, I hate it and I hate him. Uh, and I have nothing to add because I really don't feel like I do. Um, I just was like, I, I got to dig into it a little bit. And I, I think I feel like it doesn't, to your point, it doesn't really make any sense. Like he loses the match to Jericho um, before joining the, the Callus. Like what does Callus even want? These guys, are, the guy just lost to the guy that you're trying to get back to. Uh, ah, and, yeah. and and Sammy, the nothing messy. I'm actually the hero. Doesn't make any sense at all. Doesn't really say anything. Not really about anything. This guy has been since literally fucking day one in this company. This guy has been with Chris Jericho. Basically, it's a whole story. And he says, he says <laughs> that like I was a champion without you, and I was on pay per views without you. All true, right? Like he wasn't with Jericho the entire time. He was from day one until. Now, but not linearly like he had time off and he did his own singles thing and he goes but jericho always bring like clips always was always there to like bring me back and clip my wings it's like you joined the factions what, like, what <laughs> yeah. are you talking about what are you talking about he wasn't inter- you were showing up on behalf of him not the other way around like i don't know what you were talking about um and then like there's just no sense to what th- this 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 you're like okay Guevara get the fucking a million miles away from Chris Jericho finally. And no, still, it's still the only thing he's talking about and, and focused on that's no progression at all. It's exactly where he was before. Like it mind blowing. This is just a, this is just a, this partnership feels like it's just because Callus is nuclear over and they know that Sam is going to get booed anyway. And they can sort of siphon and be like, people are booing for both of them. And they're both super over as, as hot heel acts. And it's like, no, the Sammy thing is just like, his inauthenticity is so grating at all times. But uh, I think it, seeing him be such a bad dancer ruined it for me. I think I assumed brutal. he'd be a good dancer at least. And then just seeing Dan Garcia dance circles around, this guy can't do anything. Yeah. Really finished him off for me. Uh, yeah. Brutal. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan. So now we're at what? I, this is why I looked at my phone. I was like 35 minutes, 40 yeah. minutes in. I was like nearly an over. <laughs> nearly an over. And and the Jays were playing too. I gotta think you were like playing poorly, might I add. Oh, were they? Did... So yeah, you, were, you were getting lost, it on all ends tonight. Lost six nothing. Yeah, which just a was just a malaise, like everything. I guess everything I enjoy sucks tonight. Sort of my 90 minutes of free time, all the things I enjoy in that time are not good tonight. Isn't that grand? <laughs> well, Zoops, let's see if the people felt any differently than us. And I, I should have I should have done this earlier. I did this in backwards order. I apologize. But it is time for the first of three. Keep it or kick it's of the evening, Zoops. Now, generally, we try to not form our opinions. We want to see the keep it or kick it's first. But it is not so because the first prompt is directly related to what we were just talking about. Maddie, ready on the music. Keep it or kick it. Of course, everybody knows you. Keep it if you like it. Kick it if you don't. This statement. Sammy Guevara in the Callis family.
Ooh. All right, Zoobs, here we go. Do people like Sammy Guevara in the Callis family? And as you said, we do usually try to we you know we, we, we the thing about what we already talked about when we talked about it it's like we are right right that's the <laughs> so we're just seeing who's correct it's a very binary right and wrong answers coming in here <laughs> yeah all right i see what you're saying dude. i feel you. william starts us off with a kick cadenza also kicks ryan pm kicking danny derosha kicks low effort defenseman kicks gritchy kicks pace foul kicks trinity mcginnis kicks lb19 kicks our first keep comes from dennis dirty work then it's a kick from sam fells keeps from Maddie Mac and VZ kicks from IMA having made it a huge and XX307. Marlon Phillips kicks it. OC and Best Friends keeps it for Penderloin and Geese Brecht kick it. I want to say 80 20, maybe keep it from Dark Lord DKL. Yeah, I was going to say 20, keep uh, 80 kick. Yeah, it looks like about right. largely uh, with us, but um, the Sammy fans, the Sammy fans are out there. They, they live. Yeah, the thing is that the Callus family is going to be on TV, and I don't want that to be the role that Sammy is in. It's exactly precisely how I feel. I could be more interested in anybody than Sammy Guevara here. Basically, these suckers gonna put Jeff Jarrett in there just to prove my fucking point. But oh, here's Jay Lethal. What do you think, sucker? Don't we have a stacked roster? Where is Eddie Kingston tonight, Zoops? Where Where is he? I don't know, man. It's, it's where, funny. Where is it? Eddie Kingston? Claudio's here. As is Ricky Starks, who's backstage with Big Bill. Again, I like that they have returned to this pairing. I almost wouldn't have Ricky appear without Big Bill at this point. I think Ricky's out there in the bad guy gear. He's got Big Bill behind him. If Ricky wants to become the face of collision, being top heel with Big Bill as your enforcer actually feels like maybe the best road for him to do so. But he's messaging. He has a message for Daniel Bryan. I didn't lose on Saturday, referring to his second loss to Brian Danielson. I've, I actually like this angle for it, where it's like, you know, we went to hell and back. Then Yuta shows up. Hey, I come in peace, Ricky. Not a chance. He's too bad of an actor. We immediately know he's lying. Uh, he says, I want to, you know, show that I have respect for you. But then that immediately turns because he goes, oh, Ricky, you're always whining. You're such a whiner. He's talking about, oh, Ricky's always whining about opportunities. But he's the guy in the BCC. They beat him down all the time. And he has to get back up. And Ricky Starks isn't capable of that. And he wants him to prove it this Sunday at WrestleDream. We can't, we can't keep giving Wheeler the mic, can we, Soups? <laughs> I, I, I thought, think, we, I thought I it was, we knew this, didn't we? I thought it was his best yet, but not... Uh, I thought Ricky was really good, actually. I thought Ricky was great, but again, he's drinking him like a milkshake. You, 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 you see how MJF kind of can bring guys along? Now, against Jungle Man and Sammy Guevara, of course, that was Mission Impossible. But I would say MJF outright helped Darby ascend up the card promo-wise. There are ways of doing it. Punk was really good at this, too. But Ricky is in the camp of eating guys. I, I didn't, this might have been Wheeler's best performance, but that doesn't mean anything to me. It's like saying best video game movie. There aren't any good ones and neither is there good Wheeler promos. I, I, I don't know. I, this might have been his best. And he did torque it up at the end as they got closer. Yeah, to I was going to say it. But he's lacking. At the end he got there. He's lacking any, like, you know, I don't actually feel like he's about to break out into a fight with Ricky Starks in any way whatsoever. So he can improve, but until... Let me tell you right now, if me and you or me and Matt Prince were nose to nose and the three of us were angry at each other, you would feel something coming off. You're close and you're about to fight. The position we know well, the, the face off. I'm a combat sports. There's a zilch between these guys because because Wheeler is a great, you know, he's in the mold of a, a Dean Malenko or one of these guys. Right. But why do we got to let him go out there and get eaten alive on the mic? It's not fair. 
yeah well said uh yeah i i think i'm a little i was a little better on it than you were i thought as you mentioned i thought the back half of it when it was time to get a little a little fired up and a little mouthy he did get he got out of the same gear it was sort of like he showed a, a different gear but the it's the it's the early stuff the sort of like having to act cool and like you know confident doesn't doesn't hit him in the same way i was negative on the segment but i actually want to go to matt on this one uh matt we're going to wrestle dream on sunday the addition of ricky starks and wheeler yuda this is a match to see on the card what does that do for your interest feels like so lukewarm very mm. lukewarm. just like yeah it's probably gonna be fine but like i don't really care you know awesome I was expecting like, oh, happy to see Ricky Starks, but I actually like the the strong take out the gate. Eh. So there you go. Maybe, maybe not as uh, impactful as I thought. For my interest, it's I don't know. I I liked the the card. I, I'm so broken brained. I'm unpleasable. <laughs> but for me, I always liked the NXT takeovers. I've said this so long when the shows are two and a half, three hours, and if they're going to do more pay per views, I actually liked when there were very few matches announced for this show. There's like six, and they all looked fantastic. I was like. I, you know, I don't need, you don't need to add too, too much here. So I'm not complaining like Matt. I think this is a good match added to the card. The Ricky entrance is probably the part of it. I'll be most excited to see, or maybe Claudio out there with Wheeler or something, but yeah, sort of the same. I expected it to be pre-show uh, and, it, and it wasn't, it was announced as if it was a regular, regular show match. I yeah. agree with Marlon. Did, did, I think Wheeler Yuta makes it feel like a pre-show match. Especially Shade. as after losing to um brian it's like you move down yeah. the doesn't make sense TV. for it to be the one that's you have those two you have those two matches on television and then you move on to singles against wheeler yuda on pay-per-view that doesn't make yeah. that dog don't hunt you know what i mean that doesn't that doesn't that dog don't hunt i like that math not mathing to me you know what i mean you know math doesn't math that's a classic situation there uh, G. Richie saying, this was better than it felt, but I was so down on the show, it was the wrong spot. Yeah, I say this about art all the time, be it movies or video games. If I'm super into something, I can see through the flaws a lot easier, you know? But this is one of these where I'm just cold, like I'm not into it at all, so everything that sucks is jumping off the page. So yeah, totally feel that. Lower for Defenseman saying, this Uta promo is decent, so sort of with the zoods there. He's that saying, I remember pre-BCC Uta promos, and honestly, I do see an edge developing on him, which Streamlabs counts, catches as Edge Hoplet. That is hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, it would have to be I mean, the slowest, smallest edge I've ever... He's, he's growing, and it would, it's like, I'm growing black hair. It's like, there's some, but it's, it's certainly not what you would say about it. Uh, Pre-show Uta says Torque Penderloin, who is the host of Monday Night Program right here on twitch.tv slash WrestlingBrainZoobs. It's it's not, you know, the juggernaut is the dudes, but the cult favorite maybe Monday Night Program where we are building our dream federation, all the complaints that you hear us say on AEW Dudes. We get to prove we can do it better as we play it all out. In Fire Pro Wrestling, we watch the matches, we book the whole federation. Come on back. Mondays in this exact time slot, 7 in the West, 10 in the East. Although, WBCW off for two weeks. More on that later. As unbiased as I can be as somebody that also, um, you know, works on this channel, um, but has no personal, I've never worked Cray! on an episode Cray! of Cray! 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 Cray!
Brian, People Brian, gotta play the Brian, theme music one. <laughs> Much Brian, more palatable. Brian, <laughs> you Brian, can try Brian, speaking Brian, in Brian, between Brian, the Brian, time Brian, they Brian, say. You can see crime in action. Mickey Williams and Bill Bullock. That's on Monday Night Program. Thank you, McVander Huge. For the sound alert. Yeah, what were you going to say, Zoobs? You have no direct vested interest, but... I was going to say that I, I never worked on the show, but as a fan, uh, it's really quite something you've you've put together over there on on Monday night. It it it's really it's really uh, addicting. It's really crazy. Why is it so addicting? Slack and I, I feel know. that too in doing it's, it. There's, it scratches I'm thinking about WBCW. It scratches such a niche for me that um, it's like it's like it's like playing a franchise mode in a video game, and I'm not even. I'm we're doing it as this big group, and it's so fun. Um, and then you sort of like, I don't know. It's it's really special. The the the, the lottery feel to it, but it ha everything like logically makes sense, and you're able to puzzle it together. Um, it's a game that I think is as fun as your imagination uh, takes it to be. And and you've got a great mix over there with you and Slack and the and the chat. I think the people there's a real genuine like everybody that's watching loves WBCW and <laughs> wants the shows to be unbelievable and like watch the matches and freak out. Um, the goodwill awesome. around WBCW is unreal. People want it to be great. It's like early AEW. Um, and of yes. course that's Mondays, Tuesdays. You can head on over to wherever you get your podcast, type in wrestling brain and listen to my favorite show on the network. It's comics in the combat zone. It's our audio-exclusive podcast. It's comedians Jordan Descharm and Ben Stead going through all of Combat Zone Wrestling, pay-per-view by pay-per-view. Now, Zoobs, uh, I haven't listened to yesterday's episode, but the weeks before, had the first light tube shot in CZW history. Now, the camera did miss it, but but you you heard it, and you saw them wind up, but, you know, the, so not actually recorded the first light tube shot in CZW history. It is a terrible show. They're very funny about it. I love to listen. Comics in the Combat Zone. Type in Wrestling Brain. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, good good addition to the end there to point out that it's a it's a podcast with comics, but uh, it's funny. Yes, yeah. It's like, well, well, lots of them, they're just talking about, it's like, oh, comedy. We're, we're, we're more important. You remember that guy, Jesus? He paled in comparison to, yeah. to telling Well, the they're the truth stage. tellers. In the many ways, they're the truth tellers. They are our modern philosophers. Let's call it as it is. They, <laughs> thank God. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on Jay Uso? Zoops? We got a really bad one of those on Monday Night Program this week. Real, real I, I, I took someone really to the. Good. I haven't gone so hard in a while. I really <laughs> took him to the woodshed. Sorry. What's sort just of funny? Followed. What's sort of cute is it is just people like wandering in looking for like casual wrestling chat, right? It's like yeah, as much him. as as much as we take it, as much as sometimes it blows you up in the middle of of our like of our. We're rolling and things are going good and we're having a great time with the chat and then someone asks a random question. It's like sometimes it is just somebody like a kid on Twitch who's like, ooh, wrestling talk. <laughs> it is true that I don't want them here either, though. You know what I mean? So nothing nothing lost. So funny. Uh, check out all the shows on there. Truly fantastic. Brian Cage versus Claudio Castagnoli. Wow, some real Josh bait on the show. Excited to watch the singles match between two hosses. <laughs> Versus Nick Jackson for number one contendership to the international title. <laughs> what? And then he wins. 
What? <laughs> Why is Nick Jackson? Unbelievable. This is truly unbelievable. Honest to God, um, truly unbelievable. That, when I said I would forgotten what was in the first hour, and I forgot what was in 40 minutes in, it was this. And, uh, man, and then Nick Jackson wins. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. I just didn't. I I was thinking what? Unbelievable! It's an unbelievable choice. Honestly, it is. I I guess I get that they want to do the rematch of Ray Phoenix and Nick Jackson because people have a fondness for that match. Just do that tonight instead of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, don't do Jeff Jarrett in this, and then do the number one contendership match between Cage and Claudio. Just do... exactly right, Soups. <laughs> Still instead, have Peter Mac. Come on. <laughs> Two good Thank matches you. instead of two bad matches is my suggestion. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Thank you to the swag man gifting a sub. It's very kind to do in September. We mm-hmm. get more, you pay less. September. Thank you for doing so. Um, okay. What a system. I, I want to say this. We talk so much about how we like Swerve Strickland a lot on this channel. And I think people think of me as a big Brian Cage guy. And I love, we all, I think, love Prince Nana. It needs to be said that Mogul Embassies is sick and we love them and yet we don't we don't think of them as a faction in that way for some reason. I don't know if they need to wrestle more together or something because I love them. It's obvious. I love all the pieces, but I don't really think of Mogul Embassies as this big faction. Am I alone in that? Like, do you know what I'm saying, Zeus? Or are you like, what are you talking about? Mogul Embassies is like a big faction on this show. No, I think you're right. I think they don't. Other than Prince Nana, always sort of, they do and they don't, right? Because like Brian Cage did was the one who ran in and beat down Hangman the other week. And Nana is always there and they do sort of, it's very interesting. They don't feel like a faction and that they don't sort of have, they're sort of like always, they're focused on single things, right? Yeah. They're not a faction because Which is cool, Swerve is though. doing a thing and the other guys, are, they, they aren't doing a collective yeah. sort of thing. They're working together, but not towards one goal. I agree. And I just feel like I wanted to put voice to, I appreciate that. I think they're very cool and a good act and I like all of their wrestling. I Big love business. mogul embassies. Yeah. Although they need Bobby business, burritos. They need a good shirt. It's so funny. Big business. Our Swerve Strickland. Wow. Uh, it's a better name than mogul embassy. <laughs> well, it's a better faction. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's the Swerve Strickland that exists at WBCW is r- ruling the world. <laughs> Sorry, uh, okay. So we get Nick Jack. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I, I like this match quite a bit, though, once it played out. Normally, I complain about the musical chairs thing in a triple threat where you just have to take out one guy and then it's a singles match. But when it's Brian Cage just yeeting Nick Jackson to hell, and then it just becomes a Brian Cage-Claudio singles match for a while, I actually thought, hey, this works for me here. And I liked their whole opening sequence, which, I mean, like I have to tell the Zoobs, or Matt, you know, probably the the two most foremost uh, Claudio Castagnoli fans that I'm aware of in my life. But I want everybody to notice, when it's just him and Brian Cage, they get rid of Nick Jackson, Claudio makes, how many test of strengths do you think you've seen in wrestling matches, Zoobs? You think you've seen over a hundred? I lost count. Yeah, for sure. I like they made one that was so meaningful at the start of this match after they get rid of Nick Jackson, just based off of Claudio being awesome. Like he, we don't think of him as like this character guy necessarily, but he sort of sizes up Brian Cage, shakes himself off. He's got like this attitude as Ring of Honor, even post championship. But I felt like he was really giving this off against Claudio last week too, where he's sort of like the man you know what i mean has a lot of self-confidence in how he wrestles he's sizing brian cage up and he's like you're strong you think you think you're strong no problem bucko come here 
grab my hand. Let's find out who's strong. And they go one hand and then he plants his foot okay this guy's okay maybe i'll run i gotta plant and then okay but how about this like they're doing this whole thing before instead of just like clunk 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 and then one guy then one guy then one guy then one guy it's like this whole dynamic that's very easy to explain on the show instead of just passing by saying they had to test the strength and knowing what everybody means this was claudio telling oh i don't see a lot of guys who are as big and strong as me Let, let's see how this car runs you know i just thought that was really worth calling out even in a match as good as this just stood out to me when you can make these things that we just lately pavlovianly ignore interesting that's almost more impressive than just doing something rad because it's, it's or at least maybe harder to do heavyweight wrestling right that's our that's our jam our bread and butter i love when two heavyweights uh our wrestling i agree with mcvander huge the gut wrench from claudio onto yeah, cage awesome. where he obviously just told cage to stay dead like it's not a big suplex it's get a big man in the air up and down looked just fantastic um i did think that uh, nick jackson he gets back into this match and it's a very welcome like high flyer against two uh big guys on his comeback i just couldn't believe he won i it was like no, I don't. It's like it's not the end of the world. I don't think he's gonna beat Ray Phoenix, but man, Orange Cassidy died for this, just for Nick Jackson. I don't know, man. It's just such a better. It's just so much easier and better to make it Claudio and have that be the he's avenging. Wouldn't that Mox. be a trilogy he, too? And Claudio he just and lost his ROH title. Like, why wouldn't it be Claudio? He was just champ. He was just champion. He 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 was the. You know what I mean? It's like I don't yeah. know why it wouldn't be Claudio. I, why you wouldn't do Claudio in this? It makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, well, and again, throughout this whole match, I'm seeing Claudio, and he's looking fantastic. He doesn't seem like he's especially injured or worn down. And i like, where is Eddie Kingston? Did yeah. Eddie Kingston not feel like the biggest star in the world to you on Dynamite last week? I know. They, yeah. They, they sold a stadium out on his back, of course. And now it's just Claudio's here, no mention of Eddie. I don't get it. Uh, but I like this match a bunch. And thought, uh, if not for something that was totally over-delivered later in the night, this would have been my match of the night. So I thought this was good. Yeah. Shout out to that test of strength. Yuta is on the card and not Claudio, points out Dennis Dirty Work. For Sunday? Yeah. I was talking about yeah. tonight. Like, Claudio's, Claudio's here. Eddie's on Sunday, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just saying, that Eddie Kingston promo tonight doesn't feel appropriate. After the he wins both belts last week, like that doesn't feel collision probably right. Got to got to think collision probably. Hope so. Yeah, but I don't assume anything with AEW booking and follow up. It, it would make way more sense if Eddie Kingston just was just gonna appear three weeks from now with both those titles against Jack Evans in a in a four minute match. Like that that yeah. would actually make perfect sense. Okay, here's here's good faith, Josh. Okay. You've got a lot of cranky, mm -hmm. Josh, tonight. We're going to get good faith. Are you ready for a little good faith J-Zero here, Zoops? I hope so, because, like, someone's going to have to bring it. Because I, I don't think you are going to be very good faith on this part. Because <laughs> okay. we... Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> You're really not. The righteous are in a garden. <laughs> Here's the righteous. It's the... I don't know their names yet, but there's the fellow with the dreadlocks, and there's the guy in the suit and the glasses. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. And I thought the guy in the suit, the glasses, had some good lines here. Karma has no deadline. Huh? Okay. Listen, this is so on the nose, Bray Wyatt. It's like kind of hard to believe. Like the editing yeah. even. I appreciate that they're doing something different cinematography-wise. These are interesting to watch. It's just really, really on the nose. Um, and so I don't know. Crazy. 
it's not crazy. just the delivery, like the editing and how it's shot. I know. And... Yeah, it's like word for word. It's but it's it's crazy. It... But I'm here's where I'm going to be good faith because okay. if MJ, if the whole reason the righteous are here are because we need a tag team that MJF can beat in a handicap match, I accept. I accept. I accept the righteous. If we're here so that on Sunday at Wrestle Dream in a handicap match, MJF can successfully defend the ROH tag team titles single-handedly. I accept. Supes, is there any validity to this, or are you just like out of the car on, as you called them last week, the white order? <laughs> not bad. Not bad good faith there. I mean, listen, it, not only is it like the beat for beat Bray Wyatt, um, it's like such entry level, like writing sheep and it's the holding hands, like paper cutouts. Like it's not even like especially uh, advanced. Like it's not like it's advanced the art form at all. It's like it's not like you you took a Bray Wyatt and these inspirations and like leveled it up and mixed it together. It's like it's it's dumbed down. It's like watered. It's, it feels like the TNA version of Bray Wyatt. It's yeah. sort of like it, 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 it's very like – I don't know. It just – it's – the very clear like calling them liars liars and fools yeah and it's like man well they're they're trying to be like they're coming for mjf because they think he's deceiving adam cole right it's like we is mjf deceiving adam cole i don't know uh here's my question for the chat though because i know we've got people who watch roh more than me who who, which would mean you watch any besides the pay-per-views yeah i watch probably an hour of ring of honor television a month if that are the righteous good wrestlers? I saw them in the the how they got this shot, the collision match. Which is not very familiar. Does the chat like them as wrestlers? Death Wobble saying 14-year-old's idea of Eddie Adventure. It does like but sometimes yeah. that can work a little bit. Like there's parts of the Wyatt family that I can get into, and I think Zoobs has less patience for that shit than me. But like I I can I don't mind some of it. Um, but certainly I agree. Uh VZ likes them. They're fine, says RL. I will say to to what you said there, um, like mid card tag team doesn't, doesn't. I'm not offended at all, but they're being like a quirky mid card tag team, right? Uh, a tag team that can that can have tag matches on the show in the tag division. Hey, with broken record thing, I said we maybe point out the most all year long. If it's going to be a tag team that has tag team matches and there's a tag team division, and we know who the good tag teams are, and there's tag team wrestling on all the time and cool tag teams are doing tag team matches. Uh, that's fine with me, but you know, it's what happens is these, these end up being the only guys that are ever in tag matches all of a sudden somehow. Uh, sorry. So I actually got a call from Tony Khan. I think he's probably watching. Your call. I'm just going to take this right now. If you don't mind. Okay, cool. Hey, Tone. Oh, mm, he's not going to like that. No, I'll tell him, but the Zoobs is not going to No, He is. Okay. Should I go back for another sip? Yeah. yeah. You might you might need maybe take some cold effects. Is that the sniffles? Okay, Tony. Th- we'll talk to you later. <laughs> let, me just, let me just take a big sip of my my drink here and let you tell me whatever it is you heard. Sorry, Zoobs. I was Tony Khan. And as you take that sip, I just want to let you know the righteous are actually in singles matches for singles titles <laughs> next week on Dynamite. Stop that. Yeah, it's it's uh Vincent is uh, you know in a ten man battle royale for the world title number one contendership. And Dutch, regrettably, is in something called a who can call it climb the highest challenge for number one contendership for the TNT. Sucks. Tough. All right, Zoops. Let's get 
Uh, OC investor is like, I like the righteous and their vibe, but I also like the Wyatt family. That's the, I think it's funny. You can arrive at either. Like I like the original Wyatt family, but this is just reads like Zub said, it's like the diet version of it so much that I actually think that's hurting. Like, I think if I had never seen them, I would have a better chance of getting into them. Uh, yeah. but, but instead I'm just like, this guy just died, man. Like, <laughs> like that, that's, that's, that's my, yeah. more my takeaway watching but at least they didn't. They didn't like. Uh, not like they just started doing this gimmick. I will say. No, no. Guys. I don't think they're doing anything wrong. I, it's just how yeah. it hits me. Yeah. But again, if they're here, because MJF needs to feasibly beat two v one righteous, you have my respect. Because that's that's saying yes to booking that makes you look like shit. Which I wish uh, that just this business needs people to do. Cole is on crutches as better than you, Bay Bay comes out. MJF is going to the crowd and helping his injured friend along. And they reveal to the crowd that Cole actually like fucked his leg up severely last week, throwing a super kick on the apron. It's always the weirdest stuff in wrestling that hurts these guys. And it's got to be debilitating to be Adam Cole fresh off of a different injury. His ankle exploded in three places. He tore a bunch of ligaments. Who knows how long? I, I, you know, sports tubes, this sort of thing. When you heard him talk, do you even have like the foggiest idea how long? He sounds like he's out indefinitely when I hear a laundry list like this. Yeah, I don't know. Six, I don't know. I don't even know. Several months, I would guess. Three, six, ten. I don't even know. Not good. And so we must relinquish the Ring of Honor tag. No, 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 says MJF. He interrupts Adam Cole and saying, Adam. You're my friend, and I'm going to battle to keep these tag team titles until you're back, which is, I mean, that's quite the task. Tall order. It's tall tall order while holding yeah. a world title thing, but so it goes. I, I mean, you could just not defend the world title. You just not have a... He has not two pay-per-views have... in a row without a world title defense. You could have a, you'd have no world title program. That could be just an idea. Two pay-per-views. No, no world title match. All out or wrestle dream. It's weird. Uh, Cole, I thought, who isn't like the world's best actor, looked actually emotional here when MJF was like, you are going to be back. Like, you're going to be back in this ring, and I'm still going to be holding these titles, and we're going to defend them. I don't know if he was just doing really high-end work or this actually resonated with him, and it's something that you can imagine, Zoobs. You know, you tumble back down that hill just feeling like, oh, fuck this, and somebody actually being like, no, you're going to be back. I, I thought Cole looked, like, actually moved by this. Adam! Roderick Strong is on the ramp. He says he needs Adam right now, really badly. And Cole does go and hops away. This is the first half of the MJF portion of the night, although he also had the boat thing and the righteous promos about him. What did you think of all this with Cole being out, Roddy coming out, and he needs Adam? And where does this put MJF? Uh, tough, yeah. Um it sucks to see for for Cole, and it's sort of a you know we you had spoken here about how much time MJF is on the show. Is it very apparent through a ton of the summer where it was like this program was like sixty minutes a week, basically it was like forty minutes at least. It was like at least three segments. It was the only thing that these guys did for the last like two months, and I think it ended up going in a direction they didn't expect, and they sort of had. Um, as you said, a ton of the show on their backs. They have tag team titles and they have the world title scene and they're building the Roddy story and like they're doing three or four different things here. Uh, and you're like, well, it's all it's all sort of a, a done now. It's abrupt and we're going to have to shift this very clearly. Um, but also sort of like 
Um, there's a real intrigue as to what's coming next for both of these things. I think for me, it was sort of like, it was a very, um, you never want to see anybody relinquish a title and have to give it up. And especially on a situation like that, where he jumps off the stage to come help and like unbelievably ridiculously like bad luck, but the kind of thing that only happens once you're, you know, the, the younger version of you just sort of rolls that off and somehow you start to get the clicks on you. And it's the most innocuous things, as you said, that do the damage, the punk thing too, right? This all comes down. He's jumping into the fucking crowd and breaks his foot. It's not even, not even wrestling. It's not even in ring. It's the running around on the outside and, 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 little small extra things dude babyface neville try to think of a more athletic go everywhere wrestler than Pac neville but when he's a babyface doing the backflips corner to corner he's about as athletic a wrestler you'll ever find all over the place he's out for like a year off of a baseball slide yeah like what it, you, you can hardly wrap your mind around it is this leading to roderick strong and mjf roh tag team title run that's what i thought yeah, that's what I thought when it first started. I thought that that would be sort of a fine solution. I feel like for me, if Roderick's yeah. like finally he's immediately better, if I'm just like, listen, I need somebody, and I Adam's your guy. He trusts you. I don't really have a lot of friends around here. Maybe you and I could do something. And he's like, oh, just like throws the neck brace off, off with the curtain. He's jumping around. I actually think that would be of again. You'd never. I would prefer much Adam Cole be fine and still here. But in terms of all the ways to pivot. You, you can kind of act like that's almost where they were going already if you had to. It'd be a very natural direction. Besides, there's like this thing where it's like, well, if you're the tag team champions, are you allowed to just one of you and then put it up? Like, if you and I were the tag team champs and then I get, oh, I bust my leg walking downstairs or something, is Matt allowed to just step in and defend my our titles with you? Like, is that allowed under tag team sanctioning? I'm not sure, but um, it's wrestling. You can do whatever you want. And yeah, I think that's you a could choose. write it in pretty easily. I think in ring, there's reason to think Roddy and MJF might be like a spectacular tag team. Yeah, it's, I like that. I like that booking of it. That's a good way out of this. Okay, so I'm gonna go to keep it or kick it before we talk about this next segment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep it or kick it. You all know. Looking for pro- gonna give you a prompt. Tell me if you like this or hate this. Keep it or kick it. This statement. The Jay White versus mjf promo segment was great very interesting what are the people saying zoobs and what would you say uh marlon phillips says keep gritchy says kick low effort defenseman says keep stake bun says kick vz says keep xx07 says kick then we get a bit of a run maddie mac a alb 19 c 55 uh sam fells cadenza dennis dirty work and torque penderloin all keep kicks from pace fall sludge william keep from OC and best friend. So a nice little 
Nice little run there, I think, makes that 60-40 keepies to kickies. And where's Zoob's on this one? Uh, it's a kick. It's a kick from the kid. Um, I didn't like most of it, I would say. I would say... I would say it was, seemed like uh, seemed like it was like seventy five minutes long with with my, <laughs> and I feel like both of them like there was a lot of like meandering like you're just saying a lot of things without saying anything at all. Um, and the man MJF went to the like what the thing to the crowd a lot. He must have done it like fifteen times. Like the weed one was cool. The weed one was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot. It was an absolute ton of it. And this followed the, like, uh, them relinquishing the titles and Adam Cole limping up the ramp on crutches and Roddy being out. And there was – Jay White is just not this kind of guy. And it was not – at the end where he just, like, lists off a bunch of His different things. Games. Yeah. All his nicknames. I was like, that's not, that's terrible. Compared to what he was just saying about you, it's terrible. Um, and Babyface MJF is sort of a weird, I don't know. The, 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 these promo battles don't go, I think, as well when he's like, he just calls him, he's, he's tofu and he's, uh, getting the like sort of the rock Chris Jericho sort of style where you, you throw the little stupid barbs at the guy and hope that they all stick. Um, I don't know. Uh, I didn't like it very much. Not, not, I'm not a fan personally. So I would be kicking this too. I don't think it was great. I'm going to say some things that sound like I'm praising it immensely, but it's all I can think of. Um, but I like you, I thought there was a lot of this, maybe more than like almost anything I've seen in a promo before. That was like a 10 out of 10 style and uh, a one out of 10 substance. Where it's like, this yeah. guy is just doing a promo right now. Like, it's just, what are you even he's talking? escalating, yeah. and it, it sounds, he's he's nailing doing a promo, but the stuff he's saying is so airsats. Like, I, I felt like he just, Jay White at the end, just like named his own nicknames for a minute. And like you said, MJF had gone more personal, but also felt, I, I liked your rock comparison, but I actually thought, and I, I'm not saying but in terms of something different, and I thought their dynamic played like cm punk and john cena to me where one of them being jay white's gravity just makes the other one seem cornier than they did before like one seems like they're a lot realer and that sort of just innately feels like it's exposing something in the other person and so i think that's obviously very cool in the legendary feud and lots to play with so when they started engaging I was like, oh, I actually think, and I've been somebody who's calling for this to be the the world title program for, I mean, they're, they're going my way. Samoa Joe, Jay White, and then a Swerve Strickland dethrones MJF were like right where I, I want things to be. But I, I really thought that they would do better. I thought these guys, they fell into it at points that were really good for the record. And I thought when MJF was talking about um, specifically that he reminds them of what, somebody in japan's version of a top guy in america is i actually that's how i felt about jay white when i first saw him like that's exactly what i thought it's like oh they're looking for kenny omega too and they're looking at a bad guy pluck him out of here but i also think jay white's improved a lot and he's a lot cooler now but then when he's like making fun of his goatee and saying that it like looks like pubes and getting the crowd to chant pubes first of all i think jay white's goatee looks awesome like i don't think it looks a bad goatee at all i think it's a really like when i think of guys with cool goatees Jay White, do you know how hard it is to pull off a goatee, Zoobs? Just like a floating goatee? Yeah, tough. 
No easy task. Wouldn't you say Jay White does it with ease? He does it. Yeah, he does it. You're not his fan. Okay, hang on. Do you? He think does it. What? Did I say he doesn't? Did I say he doesn't do it? No, I'm asking because tonally you were giving off words are he one thing. Tone. He does it. Do you like Jay White's goatee? It's fine. Yeah, it's good. Maybe it's hard I to pull a... off. It's hard to pull off a goatee. I agree with that, and he I, does. I just it. think it's one of the last things I would salt on Jay White. Like it would be like saying, For sure. you you have great hair. It's like, or yeah. you have bad hair. It's like, no, he doesn't. He's like his look when he grew the goatee and grew the hair out. He improved a hundredfold in my mind. Like it's a bad thing to. So I don't know. I just felt it like it was really all over the place. But they were. There's such pro that like they can't help but they were still doing like hitting all the points of a promo i don't know I, i'm interested to see more for sure and i think it's well worthy of a title program and i think they might i just think they might mix together kind of weird i don't know we i thought it was weird yeah mjf's in a weird space where he sort of he, for the for him to operate at sort of peak thing there needs to be a personal there needs to be a personal thing behind it there needs to be a real a real thing behind behind the fire, and I don't know what that is with Jay White. Like, what what actually is it with about Jay White that he would actually like would get something out of him other than yeah, the champ and the best guys want to challenge you, right? Yeah, it's it does. I I think it does run up against that. And I people recall when I said Jay White might fit in weird for TV wrestling. This kind of the stuff. He's a big time guy, a big time player, and comes out it's always the the presentation the whole thing and when it's like oh mjf oh, you bad goatee and you got no balls it's like and he's trying to be like more serious and pay you know who i i don't know it's i didn't hate it by any stretch i thought it was a good segment especially on this show like it was probably the best promo segment on the show without thinking too hard about it oh actually no it isn't sorry but i, I don't know when i imagined these guys going at it i think i imagined mjf maybe matching tone a little bit more with the jay white i felt like these guys were operating in very different camps which can work again look at cena and punk or rock and punk i think i mean what's the commonality here but I, I think there is just this if you can bring a gravity to it and almost point it out and then the other guy has a way of defending it where it's like yeah but i am here for these people is it i don't know there's ways of doing it i don't really feel like it got there but i saw praise abound for it on the uh, wrestling brain twitter timeline interesting um also i also keep in mind like, mjf was out there for a really long time talking about like four different things and sure. like had to shift gears and what he was talking about from like we're pumping the crowd up and we're being sincere and we're challenging a team to a two-on-one match and we're letting my partner know that it's okay to go help his buddy and letting my partner know that i'll like he did what, like five different like massive swings throughout the course of this like half hour so it's true it's uh, easy, easy to be a little nitpicky at the end. And he's like, yeah, he was a little, he got a little off center at the end. So did Jay White. It's like, yeah, he was out there for a fucking long time. Smartest chat in the game. Here's just a bunch of uh, comments I agree with. Pacefall saying, great at moments, but not overall. G. Richie saying, the crowd jumping to chant at everything really hurt it. Steak of Buns, it was good, but didn't I quite agree. get there. Yeah, I agree with all these. Uh, Marlon Phillips, weed chants were seven out of seven. Color by numbers stuff, says Sludge Williams. It was very New York in presentation, says Denix. Sturdy work. And really, I think Stakeabuns nails it here. The speak of justifying the feud's existence, like edited down for a video package later. I, I agree with that. Uh, Torque yeah. Pendulum with a good point here, though. It's possible we as Brainiacs have seen more Jay White than others watching the show. And I don't think he's had the chance to be in a spot like this in AEW TV for someone holding a big title. So that's true as well. Fair enough. Um, so there we go. Uh, VZ saying MJF is pulling his weight and they're creating a complex character. I'm into it. There you go. What well, more can you ask for than that? Yeah. Well, I would have, you know, 
Yeah. Lots better, for me better, personally. Yeah, better tight end. But I didn't really like the show, so different. Yeah. Lots of people did. Maybe V said was one of the people who ranked it high. Could be. Sounds like it. All righty. Oh, yeah, I should say I, I did like at the end of MJF's promo, the one thing I did really like from Jerry White was like, I'm a little disappointed in like my personalized MJF experience. Like that felt very CM Punk to me. It's like, yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah, uh, that was great. I've heard it. And now let's actually talk. Um. Anyway. JR is sitting down with Darby and Christian. I think we're usually both fans of these JR sit downs. And man, I, I thought Darby was great here. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's, I mean, obviously Christian, who could say both think the world of Christian, but I just sort of expect him to be in mode in these spots. And Darby Allen dumping the water bottle on his head, washing off his face. You think I'm hiding behind this? Is Darby actually just a good promo now post MJF feud? Like, I, I thought this was really, really good, Zeus. And I legitimately got a laugh of JR's first question to Christian being, Well, you've lost to this guy twice. Like, what makes this time different? He's like, Yeah, those two times were flukes. It's just like, this is why wins and losses like hardly matter for some people in wrestling, where it's like immediately, it's like, Oh, you're 0 2. It's like, Oh, no, no. Flukes. I don't remember those. Do you remember those two matches, Zeus? I don't remember. No. Darby. They are Darby, flukes I, for all I know. Darby got lucky, I, from what I remember. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, did you, again, we, we know Christian. Did you feel Darby sort of like rise to the occasion here against Christian and get you fired up for Sunday in the same way I did? Yeah, super cool. These guys are a great mix. Um, Christian in these backstage segments when he's not dealing with a crowd and when he's not doing a pre-record like backstage yeah. segment with Luchasaurus breathing behind him, he has that sort of that Don Morocco, like, I don't need to, I don't need to raise my voice and yell. I can stay very, like, very serious, like right in your, I'm right here with you. Like, as you said, sort of the, just brushing off those, those, those were flukes. Mm -hmm. And there, you know, JR is like, uh, how does it feel to be the rightfully named TNT champion? He's like, I've been TNT champion for months. The whole time. <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> and this again this is not something uh that you do not see in combat sports they are delusional you see all the time champions declare themselves as undefeated or find broken brained ways to tell you that you know well i lost that round but you know overall he, like they'll find any way to deny 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 and explain the reality to uh, people in the space so i think this is just totally in line i really enjoyed it um he does the dead parent thing again or well the family member he says, oh, yeah, your uncle. He sounds like a great guy drinking and driving with his nephew. Something that Darby has brought up in promos before. But you don't really think of somebody weaponizing those things uh, about, like, from those old black and white videos. But what happened to him? And it's at this point, it's like, we're just laughing about people dying. It's, <laughs> you don't have to say it. He's like, oh, yeah, what happened to your uncle again? Great guy. Right. He died. It's, uh, I just, I think these guys are great. And two out of three falls. Christian points out, you know, if he if he wins this, they're even. Two falls, I got two falls, no problem. Still TNT champion. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to it. Christian's great. Christian's, Christian segments, like, for the last year and a half, every time he's been on screen, he's grabbed, absolutely grabbed it. Agreed. 
Uh, Darby exiting with a challenge of if he was for real, he'd do it without Luchasaurus. And Christian sort of like knowingly acknowledged that. I don't think this Christian character needs to like actually show up with Lu- Luchasaurus at all. I fully expect Luchasaurus no. to be. He, he, this isn't like a Lionheart Chris Jericho thing where it's like, okay, you're going to get the real, the rules player. No JAS. Christian will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No Luchasaurus. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Extra Luchasaurus. That's what you're like. <laughs> yeah. He's bringing two Luchasauri to the match. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh orange cassidy comes out with hook his tag team partner and but he's here for his match against penta austin gunn and matt jack son uh, it's a fatal four-way here i really don't have a lot to say about this match i thought it was good two jackson brothers sing real real really like to me um it's funny how AEW will do this. They'll just stack. But when you're having a show you don't really like, they just sort of they have a way of like stacking it on. I'm giving you like Chris Jericho. Against, it pours. Yeah, Chris Jericho against Colt Cabana. Remember that? That's the lowest I think we've ever been on. I couldn't believe they did that. In hindsight, it's truly unbelievable to put that match on television. It's I, truly I unbelievable for, thing to do. That is honestly not spoken about enough. That was insane. Just a shot at your biggest star at the making them watch Colt Cabana. Anyway, um, I hate Matt Jackson so much. It's hard to it's hard to analyze any of this properly. Sorry. Well, okay. Well, there's I, what do you think stuff. of there's some good match... stuff because these guys are like begrudgingly. Matt Jackson is very good at all his matches when he's in multi mans and there's chaos and guys running around and in and out and sliding in and there's no real no real rules no real refs. He's great at like orchestrating those moments and getting you things like the triple pin moment or everybody's in sharpshooters or you know what i mean the matches always have those All things four guys where, like, collapse it's very pwg yeah there's this chaos and then suddenly there's this moment of zen where everybody's doing the same thing um always orchestrates those very well the triple pin was cool yeah you can always look forward to it they're always different um i'm just still not in a place to watch Matt jackson i'm sorry man i'm sorry there's just Ooh. no import to this match either. It's just like leading to Sunday where the tag match is going on. I thought they went out of their way to put a lot of shine on Austin Gunn. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like the guns a lot, man. I don't know they why. The entrance during the commercial. Fireable sin. Yeah. The, the, if there was ever – only who got the – oh, it was Orange Cassidy. I sort of get giving it to him instead of yeah, – yeah. but I think the guns are guys who do get over on the entrance. Like I do think the entrance is that good. I totally agree. And can't wait to see it on – Sunday with uh, Matt, of course. Very cool. I'll probably do this during it. Do 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 do. People will be oh, they'll love it. Um, yeah, like you said, lots of the big PWG orchestra spots. Orange Cassidy pins Matt Jackson, so you do see one of the Jacksons lose on the show, and uh, we proceed to Sunday again. I thought it was, it was they made Austin Gunn look really good at spots, and he kept up with three people who are very good in rings, so that's awesome to see. And yeah, that's all about all I have to say on that one. I don't even remember who won. Who won this match? Uh, Orange Cassidy. Right. Great. There you go. Pin, pin Matthew Jackson. Sweet. Okay, here's a match. You want to breeze it through that one and talk about this one. As Julia Hart enters, Oof. the leader of House of Black, with Brody King to take on Willow Nightingale. Now, Zoobs, I've said many times on the show, I wish that they would let people like Willow and before her, Jamie Hayter or Tony Storm wrestle good wrestlers. So I was complaining in the Wrestling Brain Discord today Saying, oh, here we go again. We got we got Willow, and we can't just give her somebody who's good. She's wrestling Julia Hart. And thrilled to be wrong. Totally wrong on this match. Got it wrong. 
I thought this whipped ass. I, I like kind of blown away at how good this was. I don't know if it's because the show surrounding it was so shitty or my expectations were so low, but I thought this was Willow on offense looked great. The crowd was last time a crowd was this into a women's match on Dynamite. Like, well, I mean, Willow is super helpful in that regard. Willow is a magnet for attention, which is an incredible trait as a pro wrestler. But man, I, I got to just be honest. I didn't know Julie had this in her. What, what's the meme? It's like, I, I got to apologize. I didn't know your game or whatever that is. I yeah, really yeah. Uh, wasn't familiar with your game, I think it is. I, I really just thought she was, I thought it was the match of the night. On Look at this, the people who are on this Dynamite tonight. No match I liked more than Willow Nightingale versus Julia Hart for what, eight minutes? But it was it was really fantastic. I thought. Yeah, Julia, she has the she has the game. And what the hell? Smashed the 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 moonsault finished. Absolute smashed her like really great. Um, yeah, Julia, it, it's it's a huge ace to have up the sleeve in the division to know you have it. And Willow, I mean Willow, is indic- like indicative of like man, she should be a star. How does it keep happening? Where's the momentum? Where's the like, you know what I mean? It feels like not that long ago. It's very similar to the problems we have with a lot of these things. Willow should be, goodness Main gracious, she should be wall to wall. She should be beating Soraya. This is, this is this easily, easily your big, your big baby face that, that can be the face of the division, I think. Well, she showed you tonight she can be something different as she was selling the effects of the mist. She comes up with a headband covering one eye that she has makeup on and she's wrestling like, punished willow she isn't doing like the big dance on the entrance she isn't like full-on heel angry or anything but she's obviously like taking this very seriously and in ring laying these things the the pounce the power bomb julia taking it all extremely well you called out julia's moonsault which is of course great but i just thought julia's selling was what really stood out to me is on point in this match actually staying down for offense letting the natural star and willow soak in the adulation get the crowd fire up boom another big shot Julia sells forever. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's helpful to Willow. It's helpful to the crowd. I was just a really big fan of this match and credit to Julia Hart, who I just was uh, totally wrong. They did pair up Willow with a good wrestler tonight. Badass. Yeah. Love to see it. How bad was Brian Pillman jr. You know, maybe that's the, um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, oh, I, I got to shut out the, the spine buster. They must've just said backstage at some point. All right, Julia, at some point, I'm gonna spine buster the fuck out of you. Uh, we gotta go out. We're making a name for you tonight, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna spine buster the fuck out of you. Up and good Just laid her out with that. Uh Chris Statlander comes out at the end, stare down, involvement. Uh exciting. Good, good to see. Mm-hmm. I swerve when I drop. Here comes Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana. Swerve Strickland must be listening to the show. I know you floated this idea. Do you see what he did tonight? He did what I've been begging Adam Cole to do forever. Nana's doing the dance. He's like, we're heels, brother. People love the dance. People like the dance too much. Stops the dance. Nana's going to da- no dance. We're not dancing. We're the bad guys. We don't- people like the dance too much. The dance was okay when we were comedy heel. Now people are in the crowd doing the dance. No dance. Fantastic. Good to see. Mean guy. Here he comes. The mogul embassy leader. And hopefully future AEW world champion. I don't know what else. My interest in Swerve Strickland. It's not quite Eddie Kingston tier, uh, but but comparatively with Hangman, who should be the ranking member of the show, I'd way rather see the Swerve push right now. But credit to this feud, because I have no fucking clue who's going to win on Sunday. They sit down for a contract signing. 
What's a farmer to a mogul? What's a buckshot to a kill shot? Hangman, you don't impress me. And this Sunday, just a showcase for Swerve Strickland, who's looking through his opponent. Hangman says, your words a couple weeks ago, I knew they were right. I have felt like a dark cloud has been over me for a year and a half. Talking, most of this guy's spoken about the CM Punk stuff uh, ever, I think. But I don't feel that way anymore. Even though there were moments of sunshine peeking through, I beat Mox in a Texas death match. I always say, remind people of your big wins. It's it's a great thing to do. A win over Mox, right? Especially Mox not on TV. He's not in a feud. Go bananas. Uh, I thought that was great. You inspired a passion out of me and they deserve more out of me. So this is going real baby face here. So you were going to get the best of Hangman and that's what I promise on Sunday. Um... The crowd goes crazy for this. This is like a very classic babyface uh, promo. Swerve Strickland is just smart and cool and does things differently. He's just like, that was pathetic. <laughs> like, what? You, you, you might be tricking these people, but like a dark cloud and like finding yourself. How many times, man? Like, you're, you're not in there. I'm not finding myself. Like, I, I'm a real guy. And then Hangman goes, you brought up last time that if you would have been given my opportunities you would have been the first ever black AEW champion. And the next, the best thing we can do, or he goes, I don't know about that, but the best thing we can do is make sure that the next generation doesn't have to think about that. He's trying to do like a anti-racism thing here, which I actually appreciate. I thought it was like kind of clunky, but I appreciated Hangman's attempt. Uh, but let me tell you something, whether I was gifted the opportunities or not, I knocked him out of the park. So that was a good line. Now the crowd are really alive. They both stand up. Huge slap from Swerve. Bang! Hangman stabs him with the pen in the hand. We go, I thought, off air. Same. A a quick shift backstage where Jay White is laid out by a bunch of guys in black bodysuits and one of them wearing the MJF devil mask. More stuff like this, AEW. More. 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 Your thoughts, Oops. Uh, yeah, Swerve is so good. Uh, I'm with you there in the in the like the high end, um, interest in terms of if sort of the 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 yin to Eddie Kingston's yang maybe right now. Sure, um, yeah, I like that. Um, he has a tendency to like he doesn't always deliver everything the cleanest on the in the in these promos that he does. The sort of sneaky, cocky um top heel guy but it don't it works in the favor as you often point out is like people do in real life stumble over their words or like not you know what i mean there's a when you're really truly like speaking passionately and you're uh intense with somebody and getting face to face like it doesn't always come out um exactly perfectly i think it works to his favor it's very uh authentic he's very real we talked about when he first showed up right and he was baby face we talked about the authenticity with the the rappers he was hanging out with and the, the famous people he was friends with and authenticity was the word that we threw around was like, that's what he brings. Uh, he also brings that on this end of like, you know, the, 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 the common thing about like every great heel, not the common thing, but like that, that old adage, the great heel believes that they're right. And like, you that's can see the truth. You, you can see the truth of what they're saying. And it's like pointed out right there by hangman. Like he was right. It was, it was, he went about it as an asshole, but what he said was true and what he said was right. Um, it's a really important trade. And he, 
you know, face heel, whatever he's, whatever he's been, he never betrayed like the sense of himself and who he actually is. Uh, I think that's, that's how you get character depth. And Eddie Kingston's the same way, right? Whether he's, whether you're cheering him and booing him, the, the, the guy and the thoughts, the through line is still there. And that is, that's as true as ever with Swerve. And uh, I mean, MJF is a great example of that as well. And I, I agree with you. I'd love to see Swerve, Boy, Swerve's top champ would be. I'd love that. Um, I'd love that. Right now, that's that's. I'd love to I see what he would get into with MJF on the on the mic and promoing. That's that's fucking great. Thank you to our local establishment for the raid. Always appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, talk to me Ray a little Hitter. bit about. Sorry, Sips. No, nothing. Oh. Said Ray uh, Raider. Yeah. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this last. I don't know. Ten seconds of the show was it even that long? Of the Jay White beatdown by this group of I'm not really sure four or five individuals. Yeah, surprised by it. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to stay optimistic. They've done the MJF has a paid a bunch of guys to be in his stable thing like three times. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do like I was when he came on here and they did the pinnacle and I was like, wow, this fucking seems huge. I'm gonna wait and see where it goes. I, I, hard. I'm not as, I'm not as excited about it as I think as you you had a big like more of this, more of this. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to see. I'm not saying more of this MJF leading a faction. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying a hook to watch the television the next week. Something for, sure. for exiting the TV show, me to chew on. Oh, yeah. Well, what was that? A natural question in the Discord tomorrow. What do we think's going on there? Like, I, I like that stuff. Uh, thorough lines through the episode. I don't need to answer that next week. I don't even need that to be MJF. Somebody else can buy those masks. Yeah, um, I think it probably is somebody else. So, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, neat and interesting. So, um, you do need to have right, and they did this with Jay White, and they did this with this um, of like you do sort of have to get back to the oh yeah MJF is the champion right we need to we need to get back on track here. I know they were trying to do a long thing, a long story with with Adam and Roddy and the turn. You're gonna have to get a meaty champion thing, and if it, if we and if we don't have the way in with we talked about the personal way in that he usually goes with, we can do this. Then there's a Machiavellian and he's being schemed against and. Uh, somebody else takes up the devil's mantle because he's not actually being the devil. Sure. I think that the odds on favorite is probably the like Roddy relationship coming to form, right? Yeah. I, I, I would have yeah, I don't know. We'll 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 see. If it's the kingdom and Roddy, that's one thing. But I uh I don't know. Maybe we don't find out. I don't know. I also just wouldn't mind if the devil was a heel character while MJF is running game yeah. face against Jay White on TV. That's just also somewhat interesting. Yeah, there is the uh, you know, there's the idea. I'm, I'm trying. I'm. I'm gonna try to keep it open because, like, the the I. You're right. The number one seed would be Roddy and and the Kingdom. But like, also, why would they? Why would Adam Cole be like, oh no, he beat up Jay White? Who cares? Yeah, they've established that these guys aren't. They're not like 100 white meat maybe faces. They. Why would Adam Cole be mad that Jay White got beat up? Right. Oh, cha -cha. How does that? How does that? Yeah. Uh, Adam that, Cole. That... Adam Cole mm. would be helping MJF by beating up. Uh, Jay White yeah. would be the line of thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, interesting. It'd be, it'd be it'd be good. I'm, I'm you're right that it is good to have these uh, little mysteries, and I I I look forward to sort of seeing how it plays out. And that was dynamite. I think I think I feel pretty good at my three and a half. I can't even be a three Same. two five. Three and a half is right for me. Then I will stay there. I always love agreeing with the zoobs uh we'll send you off zoobs are, are, are you uh it's an off-air question but are you considering a wrestle dream solo post show can do it i don't think i'm gonna watch the show so yeah not well, people yeah. just liked solo zoobs 
I love it too. I would love to. I the sitting. I don't think watching Wrestle Dream on Sunday is in the cards for me. Yeah. So no, no, totally, totally understandable. Uh, I might do a preview show. I haven't decided. It depends how tomorrow goes. Is the honest to god answer. Pretty cool though. You got to be excited. You go in there. You know, man, uh, and I'm sure Matt and I will talk about this in the post-show show, but uh, I can't think of the last time I just had something that I'm looking forward to so much on such a short timeline. Like, mm-hmm. I barely had a chance to get excited for Wrestle Dream. I just got announced three weeks ago, and now a bunch of people I like are going, and the card actually looks like a totally me card, and I have some places I want to eat in Seattle and taking the train down. It's, it's going to be great. Yeah, sounds like a great time. Uh, so we'll see the Zoobs back maybe Monday. Maybe Wednesday. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, but whenever it is, we'll see him very soon. Zoops, thanks for such a great show. Love and energy. <laughs>